How many people here like speech class in high school? One. <laughs> the rest of us had the same problem. They give us a subject to teach on or, or to speak on, and it was like <laughs> sweat in the palms. I was that person. It was not my favorite class. I remember the one time they said this. They said, why don't you pull a subject out of this, this uh, container here, and that's what you're going to teach on. That's what you're going to speak on for two minutes. Anybody had to do this before? So you walk up, have no clue what you're going to talk about. You had to pull out a subject out of a, out of a container and then look at it and go, okay. Mine was grass. Yeah, you can go with that all kinds of places. Grass. Okay. Grass. Thank you. I, didn't do, I, I can honestly say I didn't do very well at, uh, at speech class. I got through, I don't know what I grade I got in there, but it wasn't my favorite. And, and then when the Lord called me to, to pastor a church, I said, well, Lord, you know what that takes? It takes, it takes me speaking. <laughs> You're going to have to do something, and he's still working on me. I'm just going to give him all the credit. If you, if you got the word of God in your heart, nothing's impossible. Do you hear me? If you have the word of God in your heart, nothing is impossible. Because when you speak that word that you know, doesn't mean you don't have to be alive. But Paul said this, it says, I'm the least of the apostles. I can't speak like Apollos. I can't speak like him. He made judgment on whether he could do it or not. And I don't know about you, when I read the word of God and I see what Paul wrote, he was a man of God. He, he spoke eloquently and he, he got the job done. So I'm going to tell you today, if you got the word of God in your heart, if you have not made your commitment to Jesus, do that today. And once you hand your heart over to Jesus, start to read his word and start to get it from the mind to the heart and watch to see what happens because he will send you places for people and he will send you home to your own house and you will see things change by his word. Can you do me a favor today? I want every person in this place, the teenagers, you're stuck with us. I don't think they're even having anything today, are they? So if they are, they're supposed to be with us. If, they, if they're not with us, that means they're hiding someplace. And, you know, we got to find them and bring them back. I see, I see most of them here today. Can you do me a favor today? I'm going to have you do one thing. And then uh, we'll come back together again. This one thing is this. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to close your eyes. And what that does is it takes the mind to a place of darkness just for a moment. Close your eyes. Now, can I ask you another question? Where did your mind take you? Where did your mind take you? Now, if you're new here, you may be thinking, well, it's just a little strange place. Your mind may have taken off. You're a little uncomfortable with this. Some of you woke up this morning with, with something on your mind, and maybe that's where your mind went. Some of us were just out of praise and worship, and so maybe your mind went to praise can I tell you that when you closed your eyes, it's a reflection of the condition of your heart. Just for a moment, can you, can you go with me on this? It's time you close your eyes and you allow your mind to go someplace. Where did it go? Where did it go? Did, did, did it go under the situation or a problem you had that day? Did it, did it go into, where did it go in that second or that few seconds that we had? See, that's an indication 
of where your heart is. Where your heart is. And I'm going to tell you today that those things, if you, if you had your mind go to a problem or a situation, and, or, or just it's just so busy that it went all over the place, then I, I'm going to tell you today that I pray through the Word of God that we will be set free of that. I, I believe that God gives us a mind to comprehend Him and a mind that can meditate on Him. I don't believe there's any person that's, that's created by God that we would ever have struggle finding Him. Or, or just settling down our minds to, to allow God to just speak to us. Or to, to find strength in Him. See, He didn't create you to be confused. He didn't create you to go to another place. He created you to worship Him. And so if you love Jesus today, then He wants your mind to go to Him. Not because you're in church. If you're at home, you should be able to close your mind. Anyone who is weary and burdened, let them come to me, and I will give them what? You cannot be confused. You cannot be in chaos. If you are, you're not going to him. He promises you, if you come to me, I will bring you rest. So I that's good. That's, that's, that's something I can lean on. When things rise up in our lives and it comes against us and we're trying to process it, all I have to do is just close my eyes. And all I have to do is climb to him. He is there. And he promised me if I seek after him, if I climb a ladder to him, he will give me rest. My mind will not be there anymore. I have found rest for my body. I have found rest for my soul. He restores my soul because he takes me beside still waters. He lays me down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He restores. Jesus restores he restores. That means not occur what problem you have today and what kind of situation or when you close your eyes, you found yourself go to that. He says, I restore. But you have to go to him. I'm going to pray today in our journey that we will go to him. But first, I'm going to do something here. I got the ladder out. And some of you are familiar with this ladder from last week. And, and I want to tell you this, that God has, has the lesson for me in this ladder, even though I climb it often, some of you were a little nervous last week because I was getting a little close to the fan up there. How many people were a little bit nervous last week when I started climbing that ladder? I will tell you, I'm not a professional at this, but I have climbed it in my day, and I have not put it to the highest rung. I just put it halfway, so you won't have to be as worried about me. I won't go that high, even though I like going high, right? I, and I've fallen off twice. My, my wife, will, she always reminds me of that. Why is that? <laughs> I thought that was past. That's the past. I've learned a great deal. And I've got a good ladder. Someone asked me last week, how do you climb a ladder? We know if we want to get God's perspective, we will need to get up higher, don't we? If we want to get his perspective on our issue, we can remain here in our, in our problem, or we can allow him to take us to a new place, and the place will happen in the mind, so if I'm stuck in this problem, I can't see through it, and I'm confused, where does God want to take us? He doesn't want to leave us here. He wants to take us up. And so I've got to believe that if I climb the ladder, then if I get his perspective, then things will be different than what I was before. And so as I climb and I look down, it's not the same. I see it as Jesus sees it because I'm seated with him in heavenly places. That means my problems are underneath me, and I, seat, I sit with the man 
that calls himself the ruler over all. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You guys get that? In the name of Jesus. So if I'm seated with him, I'm an heir to that. Let's not find ourselves on the floor. So let's climb a ladder today. You want to do that? I'll show you how it's done. It's by the word of God that you climb. If you're not in the word of God, you'll never climb because you never know who he is. If you don't know who God is, you don't know what his promises are, how are you going to climb a ladder to reach his perspective? His perspective is much higher than ours. His understanding, his ways are much higher than our ways. If we want to know what he sees, we want that peace, then we've got to climb to where he is. That means we've got to know who he is. To know who he is is to read the word and allow the word to come into you and change you. And so I know today, let's do that. I'm going to take a verse in the Bible. I'm going to take an Old Testament psalm, and we're, we're going to climb a ladder. But first, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read you what the, the, what the psalm promises. See, if you're down here and you know his promise, it shouldn't keep you here. If you know his promise is found with him, then I need to climb a ladder so I get his perspective on that promise, and I know it's mine. If I stay down here, I can always say, God promises me this, but I, I just don't understand it. I can't understand it because I'm down here, and he's speaking, but I don't know how to get to him. I don't know his perspective, his promise. I'm going to stay here. He says, no, get up. I am going to show you how. So you guys ready to do that today? All right, let's do that today. Well, first of all, I want to show you a psalm. Here's a promise. Psalm 37, 12 to 15, it says this. The wicked plots against the righteous. That means when you are Jesus' lover, the wicked is after you. That's in sight. Anybody know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you don't think there's a war going on, you're listening to the liar. Because there is a war going on. It says the wicked plots against the righteous. And what's it say? Gnashes at him. Anybody ever feel beat up a little bit? People say what they do. I mean, it's like, what, what, I don't understand. Gnashes at him with his teeth. That shouldn't feel good. Anybody get bit before? Not a pleasant thing. Not a pleasant thing. The wicked have drawn the sword. Oh, wait, wait, let's go back. The Lord laughs at him. The, the Lord, the Lord, up here, up here, up here. He laughs at them. Whoo, I can get up there pretty fast, right? I'm pretty fast. He laughs at them. If you're down there in your circumstance and you're crying, you're not laughing. You don't see what he sees. It says the Lord laughs at him, for he sees his day coming. I can't get his perspective unless I climb the ladder. So here's his promise. The Lord the wicked have drawn the sword and bent their bow. They're ready. They're ready to fight. They're not holding back. They didn't care less where you are. As a matter of fact, they like it when you're down there. Because when they come after you, you oh, Lord, you don't know. Man, this has been a tough day. Man, I just feel like I'm getting beat up. I just don't, I can't see past this thing. You're just agreeing with, it, agreeing with the wicked. To cast down the afflicted and the needy. Anybody here in that? Who's afflicted? Who's in the need? The wicked have drawn their sword and bent their bow to cast down the afflicted and the needy. It says to slay those who are upright in conduct. So when you try to do the right thing in righteousness, he's there. He's got, the, he's got his sword, he's got his bow, and he's gnashing at you. He's, that, he's doing whatever he can do to keep your mind stuck in that. Whatever he can do to keep your mind in your problem, in your circumstance, or your diction. Stick you there. Keep you there. 
don't know who God is. I don't know how he sees this thing. I'm stuck in my affliction. He's got you right where he wants you to be. Call yourself a Christian, but you're stuck. He says their sword will enter their own heart, and their bows will be broken. You see, that's what God says. Their sword will enter their own heart. That's what I see. You don't see it. I do. Their sword will enter their own heart, and their bows will be broken. You see? That's his perspective. Do you see that down there? Do you see that in your circumstance right now? Well, that's what the word says. That's his promise, right? Let's climb a ladder today. How do we get there? How do we get to where his perspective is? You see, his promise is that. I don't quite see that in my circumstance, but he says it is. So how do I get to where he is so that I can take hold of his promise and claim it for myself? Well, if we just look at the word. See, the word does this. The word does this. Let's look at the word. Let's go back a few verses. He'll teach us how to climb the ladder. It says, if we want to start the first wrong, verse 3, what's it say? Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Tells you how to take the first step, verse 3. Trust in the Lord. How many people trust in God? If you want to, st- if you want to stay in your circumstance and you say you trust God, you, you, you can't say that. You cannot say that you trust God if you are stuck in your circumstance. And all you can talk about is that. And you think, I don't understand why the Lord does not help me. I don't understand why he's not here doing something. You are stuck in your circumstance and you do not trust. You cannot climb the ladder without trust. Do you hear me? You've got to trust him. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. You can't call yourself a faithful Christian if you're not going to take the first step. He called, faithfulness is proven. You just not all of a sudden get saved and God, you're faithful. Faithfulness is proven. He, get, he brings tests through your life, and as you pass those tests, you stand forward and you walk with him. Faithfulness is proven. You are faithful to him. You're faithful to his word. Let's take the next wrong. This is, we're right here. Okay. I want to I take another step towards you. It says, delight myself in the Lord, and he will what? He says to delight in him. Can, can you see yourself down here in your circumstance? And what you see, you can't understand why God, why God, why God can't see this. Why doesn't he care about me? Is it delighting in God? Is it delighting in the Lord? Does it sound like delight to you? Praise should come from your mouth. Praise should come from here. When you close your eyes, praise comes from your heart. It praise him because he deserves it. Well, he deserves Yes, he deserves it. It says, delight myself in the Lord. And do I trust him? Do I trust him that he will give me the desires of my heart, even if I don't understand, and it doesn't look like I'm getting past this, but I delight in him. Maybe this is where he wants me to be. Maybe there's a proof that he wants to pull out. You see, we, can, we offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing unto him. For this is our spiritual act of worship. This is the only way we prove his will to be perfect. His perfect will is through that obedience of sacrificing ourselves as holy and pleasing unto him. Maybe he's saying, Jim, I just want you to sacrifice. I want you to stay there. That's my will. Are you going to trust him? 
Are you going to delight in him? Are you going to trust him? Are you going to delight in him? Even in that circumstance, knowing that what he's going to do is prove his will. Blind man from birth, disciples see him and say, Lord, what did he do? What sin did he commit or what sin did his parents commit that he would be born blind? And what did Jesus say? He said this, for this time, for this moment, Christ, myself, will be glorified in his affliction. Don't you see? He was born blind for this day right now. Don't you see this? We don't know what God has planned for us. But if we stay on our feet, on this, down here like this, Lord, I don't understand why I can't have peace in my life. Why can't I just have peace? And what you're asking for is not his peace. You just want things to go away. You want things to be calm so I can understand. I want my mind to comprehend this. He's saying you'll never comprehend this in your mind. You will never comprehend this in your mind. Why was I born blind? For this is the time. Are you you going to be a strong enough Christian and trust him and delight in him to know there's a time for you he chooses? That's a tough one. Then he says, okay, let's climb, let's climb. Let's keep climbing. Verse, what does it say in verse 5? What does it say? Commit, trust, delight, commit my way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And what does it say he will do? What does it say he will do? He will do it. What are you looking for? He promises he will do it. Whatever you're asking for, if it's his will, he will do it. But he requires you to commit. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do you trust in him? Commit my way to the Lord. Trust in him. Trust also in him, and he will do it. Do we trust that today? Will he do it? Are you stuck right now in your circumstance or where you are? Your lack of understanding? Are you going to keep yourself in that place of your lack of understanding? Lord, I just don't understand. He's like, I know you don't understand. Climb a ladder. Climb a ladder. I don't care if you understand now. You're down in your circumstance and your affliction. Get up. Get up and climb the ladder. Trust in me. Delight in me. Commit to me. You see? And then verse 6, if you if you're keep climbing, you see how you're climbing? If you can trust him and delight in him, commit in him. You see how you're climbing a ladder? And then it says, he will bring forth my righteousness. He will bring mine. You see, I made this personal. If you look in your word, it says all. You or your. But this is mine. This is how I climb. I put, my, I put me in the center of his verse. If I trust in him, if I delight in him, if I commit to him, if I what? He will bring forth my righteousness as the light in my judgment, my judgment as the noonday. You see, do you see how you get his perspective? His word will tell you. If there's a promise in his word, he brings you up. He says, before that, I will tell you your part. If you take your part seriously, you do what I've called you to do, I will take you up. I will take you up to my perspective. You will understand my promise. You'll go to him, not in prayer and fear. You can pray in God in fear. Lord, help me. I don't know what, I'm getting, you've been down here fear all the time. He says, oh, faith, faithfulness is what I'm calling you to be. Faithfulness. Your fear has held you back. 
Fear can be a foothold of the enemy. Don't you see? There's a trap on your leg because you're afraid. You need my perspective. You need to see my promise. And when you see it from my perspective, your promise is yours. I'll hand it to you. And then you can climb. You, as you're up there, and if you have to get down in the dirt, you pick up your armor. You see now the strength, 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 strength. I can pick this armor up, and I will. I don't care what comes my way. I don't care what comes my way. You see, I have his perspective, and I have his promise. I know what he will do, and I know what he's going to do with me. You see, this is my word, and I come down, and I don't care what comes my way. Devil, you got something planned today? I know you do. Your gnashing teeth and everything else is coming my way. You can do whatever you want. I'm standing firm for his promise because I've climbed my ladder, and I know your promise, and I know your perspective, and there's nothing that's going to change that. You see, I'm not the same man I was five minutes ago. I'm not the same man I was. I'm different now. You guys want to climb a ladder today? You see, when you, climb, when you close your eyes and you give your attention to the Lord, he doesn't keep you in your same spot anymore. He doesn't keep you where you closed your eyes. He knows what you're thinking. He knows your heart. He knows you. And he says, I've got to get you to climb a ladder today. I want you to have my perspective. So when you open your eyes, you're ready. You're ready. No longer will my, no longer will my heart be troubled. You see, I won't let it. Because I know his promise. You see how you climb a ladder today? You want to climb a ladder? Read his word. Find a promise. Find a promise in his word, and then look back and see what you need to do to get there. If you net, and I'm telling you, every circumstance is here, you can't, you can't put a formula to this, okay? You can't say, well, this is the word you need, okay? All you have to do is know this word, and then you'll climb the ladder. You can't do that, because every time Satan comes at you, Jesus was attacked three times, tempted three times by Satan, gave three different words to it. He will come, you've got to know how to climb the ladder, You've got to be in his word. And when you get it inside of you, I'm telling you, you will get his perspective, not mine. I need his perspective. I don't want to be down here anymore. I'm tired of being down there. I'm tired of being tired, and I want to climb. Read his word and let him elevate you. Let him do that. He will do it. He promises he'll do that. I want to take you into the word today, to this part. I don't know if anybody's ever been here before. If you've read this before, I have... We had a great session on Saturday morning. We had a great session on Saturday morning, didn't we? We, had, we got together. We did Bible study at 10 o'clock. Uh, it was amazing. But anyway, I want to read you something. I know you read a thousand times. I did. And I pray today with this kind of foundation, I pray we do something serious today. Okay? Look at, look at it here. It says in Luke, 5, I'm sorry, Luke 11. Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me from a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside, the answer says, don't bother me. The door has already been shut, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, Yet because of his, what, persistence, he will get up and give him as much. It's not talking about bread anymore, is it? He didn't say, I'm going to get up and give him three loaves of bread. He says what? I will give him 
as much as he needs. Isn't that good news? Persistence. What in the world is that? Well, 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 you all got opinion on that, right? I don't know about you. Right now, if a friend comes to me at midnight, <laughs> think about this just for a moment. Midnight, the middle of the night. I'm not saying those guys that go to bed at 12, you're already awake. I'm saying in the middle of the night, when you went to bed at 7, and it's 5 hours later, or 8, and it's 4 hours later, we're talking right in the middle of the night where you are out cold. Who sleeps good in here? When you're out, you're out. And someone's beside you, they could be doing all they are, and you just... I almost died one time because of that. My wife was, just had a baby, and I was tired. <laughs> Anybody's had babies before? You get tired, man. I'm like, that thing eats every two hours, okay? I'm trying. I'm trying to be a good husband. I'm staying up at night. <laughs> trying to, my best, as weak as I was. Well, I was snoozing. <laughs> yeah, see, my wife, yeah, you don't know nothing. She's going she's gonna to get that spear out over there, and she's going to kill me. And I understand there's much more going on in a lady's body than mine. I was just lacking sleep. She's got a lot more going on, so I have no reason Believe me, I'm not trying to convince you to come to my side. <laughs> What's probably happening right now, you all going to, yeah, you want to just kick me right on out of here. But here I was trying my best. And I would go over and get the baby sometimes, and I was just trying my best. And I was out cold, and then she woke up, and, and the baby was crying. And I didn't. I was out. She got her pillow. And I wasn't awake at the time. Thank God. It probably would scare me. And she proceeded and she thought, if I just would cover his head just for five minutes, he will now not be able to... Well, that's it. <laughs> Gentlemen, when there is a baby in the house that's just arrived, you better be on guard. And you better be nice. And you better not fall asleep at night. <laughs> but anyway, be awake. Where was I? Oh, Persistence. And if I'm sleeping at midnight, I'm, I'm not a very nice man. And I tell you one thing, my wife is like a lion when I wake her up. And so I tell you, she may you know, want to kill me, but there's times where she's waking up in the middle of the night, and I'm telling you what, what is that? That's scary. And that's my wife. What happened to her? Whew. Just wait. Yeah, now I'm really in trouble. Yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. And I looked at persistence. What do you guys think persistence means? What, what, what does that word persistence mean? I mean, you all have, anybody here in sports, anybody do things, and, and you, you, you call diligence. Coach will say, you're going to be diligent. Right? And you get all these pep talks. So what's persistence to you? That means you, you don't just go one time and say, I tried. <laughs> My son, I think if you look persistence up in the, in the dictionary, Jensen is beside the name. He is persistent. I'm telling you what, it's like, dude. But anyway, what do you think is that? And I, and I have a few pictures. Uh, persistence. That's just crazy, okay? That, that should be in the <laughs> dictionary under crazy. And, and, and I couldn't stop there. I, ha I had to. I had to. <laughs> yeah. Anybody know anybody like that? Just pray for them. They, there's something wrong in their head. And, and I look at these, and, they, and actually, when I looked up persistence, this is the pictures that came up. Persistence. 
I know one man was able to climb a, 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 this, this cliff without any gear. I think someone showed me that. Somebody in here showed it. Was it you, Brad, that showed me that? I'm like, Gee, this guy climbed. He looked like a, looked like a I don't know what, a lizard? Or... <laughs> He's dead. Is he really? Right? So if that's your duty and that's what you like, that's just crazy. I mean, what, may, what compels people to do things like that? I see that she has a rope in her. I don't know. That's just crazy. I mean, persistence. And I said, Lord, you know, if I come up with the word persistence, it's not going to be right. So what does your word say? And I looked up persistence in the Bible. And, and it's in Strong's number, 335. And it comes from two words. And do you know something? This word is not used any other place. And not about you, but I would think persistence, people, persistence. How about the woman who's trying to reach the garm of, or garment of Jesus to get healed? You know, there, isn't there some persistence there? It's not the same word. There, there's, there is a shamelessness. There, there is, it's two words, without shame. It's without shame. And this is the only English word we can come up with. This word is not used anywhere else in the Bible. It's without shame. Unembarrassed boldness. I like that one. I'm not embarrassed and I'm bold. You ever meet people like that? If they're not on Jesus' side, it's kind of ugly. But anyway, if they're on Jesus' side, it's, it's amazing. Boldness. See, it does, nothing's going to stop me. I don't care what goes on. I'm going to represent Jesus. I'm representing Jesus. They're bold. And they care less. You know somebody like that? Unembarrassed boldness in the dignity of faith. Isn't that good? In the dignity of faith. Faithfulness. It's not being bold in, in a weird way. In faith, in the context of faith, being bold for Jesus. Shameless faith, led believer. It says, led believer who is not to be halted by human fears, even when others cry, overdone. Jesus freak, you're just weird. You need help. You're a coward. You lean on your God. You hear this before? I don't need God. <laughs> Look at me. I can take care of this. And you know where they're at? They're right down here like this, fighting and thinking they're doing things good. Look at me. In a circumstance, and I'm strong. And Jesus says, where are you? For I don't know, know you. I don't know you. The only way to get to know Jesus is to sit with him. You can't know Jesus... Oh, Jesus is my Savior. You gave your life to Jesus. Fantastic. Now, is he Lord? Is he Lord of your life, or is he just Savior? So every time you get in a situation, you're on your knees praying, God, get me out of this. There is a time where you say, enough of this. Get off the milk of the word. Let's go to the meat of the word. Let's climb a ladder. Let's, let's understand lordship. Lordship is surrender. Then Jesus starts to do work in you. And all of a sudden, now there's a boldness coming. Why? Because I'm not on the ground anymore. Satan has lied enough to me about who I am. I'm not listening to his words anymore. I know who I am because I'm seated with the king. And he tells me who I am. Shameless faith. Ah, who, wants, who, wants, who wants that kind of faith? That who, let me ask you this. Just be honest. When you are in a situation and God is speaking to you to do something, and you're sitting back going... I'm just not sure if this is the right time. I'm not, you know, they might think that I'm taking, or I'm, I'm talking too much about Jesus. 
They, they might even think that, that, that I'm like one of those Jesus freaks. I don't want them. I don't want to. You ever hear this before? I don't want to offend them. Offend them, you know? Talk about Jesus, you know, that word. I want to be, do you see what I'm saying? And, and so you find yourself, Jesus is asking you to be faithful in something. And fear just sets right in there. And grips hold of you. And it's got your foot. It's like, well, I think I should. And every day, you start doing this. And you start doing this. And all, all of a sudden, you don't even hear the Spirit speak anymore. It's all just numb. I don't even hear Him speaking anymore. What, what's up? And I hear the excuse. Well, he must be. I'm in a desert land. I'm in a desert time. That's a lie. There's, there, there is no desert time with Jesus. He might have you in a place where you don't understand. And you think it's desert. But are you... He, okay. When you're a bad boy, you don't sit with him anymore. You just stay... He wants you to sit with him. He's invited you to sit with him. He wants you to climb the ladder so you get his perspective. He loves you. And he's ruler. And so he equipped you for what you need. So that changes everything. Does that help people on the word persistence? And the guy knocking on the door, and he doesn't give up. Why? Because he knows inside the door is his answer. His, he's not going to, well, he told me he doesn't, he's not getting up. I'm going over to Jeff's house. That persistence? Well, you can call persistence. Listen to me. If he said that door is the door, and you're, you're banging, and you're not getting, does he say to leave that door? Or does he say to stay there? You know, persistence is staying on the door. You know where the supply is. You don't stop and say, well, I'm going to go over here and try this. this. Well, no one's home here. I'll try. No. Hey, can you give me some bread? He says, no. You, I have told you what door to go into. And I told you this is the door. Show me shamelessness. Stay there. See, often we don't know it's the right door, do we? We don't know it's the right door. How, how can I prove to you, Lord, that I know where the door is? I don't, I don't know. See, your word says... So, he says, I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. And it says, seek, and you will find, knock, and it will be open to you. See, he says there's a progression here. He says you can start by asking, and we're real good at that as Christians. We know how to ask. We know how to ask. As a matter of fact, we don't even ask with the right faith. We just ask and ask and ask, and we'll stay there. But he says, no, there's a progression there. He says you can start by asking, but I want you to knock right here. And if you want to stay over asking, how many times have you missed something that God has behind the door over there and you just stopped asking? You just stopped asking. I just don't see anything going on. So I guess this is not your timing. And you get this excuse like this. Well, Gus, it's a no. Well, maybe it's a maybe. Well, may, may, no. And you start analyzing what God's answer is. You got to stop that. When God speaks and he says, there's the door, you knock until it is open. So how many people ask Jesus? Who prays in here? We all do, don't we? Don't we ask Jesus? He's a good God. We know he loves us. We know he. And, and then how many people have stopped there? Be honest. I have. That's my awakening. I've stopped right there. I've asked him. But I'm not willing to seek him. And I call it a no. And Jesus says, you never sought me. You never sought me. You just said this was enough right here. 
How many people have done it before? I should see every hand in this place. Come on. You've prayed, and you've given up. You felt this was God's direction, you've given up. The gnashing of the teeth did it, didn't it? The gnashing of the teeth and the bow ready and the spear ready, he got you to think that way. But that's not here. It says, ask, seek, knock. For everyone who asks, what does it say? Receives. Who seeks, finds. And who knocks, it will be open. And often we say, there are times where you pray for somebody and God will do something right then. And that, all oh, I just ask, and but you don't know the story. You don't, know the, you don't know where that person has come from. You don't know what God has been doing in that life. You happen to be at the time of a seed harvest. I'm telling you, there are times where you need to be persistent. We call them an accessory prayer warriors, don't we? The ones that are persistent. And we call them a special group of people. And God says, that's not supposed to be a special group. That's supposed to be all my children. So why don't we get our busy and stop just asking? Well, we'll let the ladies at the church pray. They're good warriors. We'll just give it to them. Would you stop doing this? There's every one of us is called to do this. Does it say everyone? Everyone who asks receives and, and who seeks finds and who knocks, it will be open to you. Are you willing to ask and are you willing to go on a journey with him? You see a perspective from him saying, if we always ask in God, how spoiled would we be as the children of God? We would never be persistent. What would you call devotion then? Well, when I ask, he just gives. God is good. You will not grow. You stay as a baby. You'll be on milk the rest of your life. You never grow in him. It's the seasons where you don't understand and you want to get through. And you're okay, Lord, I've asked, but I'm not giving up here because I know you spoke and your word promises me. I know by your perspective, I'm not going to stop here. I'm going to go to the next level. And that's where I'm going to seek something. Have anybody had something missing in your house? And I always say this. I, I put it in a safe place. I just don't know where that is. I'm looking for something right now. It's bothering me because I just saw it last week. Anybody do that before? And then what ends up happening, if, you're, if it's tools, you just go buy another one. And then a month later, you find it going, well, there you go. I got two. <laughs> and then you lose two. I'm the only one. <laughs> I know by your laughter that you've done it too. <laughs> so, where was I? <laughs> seeking in my house. So when you're seeking... And you're after something. You're not going to give up until you find it because I just saw it somewhere safe. And if I give up, and often I will, I'll never come to knocking because knocking is specific. You see, what's happening with asking is a start. That's good. That's kind of like a generality. If I, I just don't understand, you can stop there. That, that's kind of the first round, and you can start to trust him. But when you get to the next level here, seeking is like, I've got to get this thing. I've got, I've got to get this thing, you see. It's around here someplace, and I know. But guess what knocking does? Knocking says, okay. I've sought. I, oh, there it is. The Spirit of God has led me to a door. That's where my promise is. And that's where my answer is. Now, let me ask you something. If you really sought after something forever, and all of a sudden you know exactly where it is, are you going to go, nah, I'll get that tomorrow. I'll get it next week. If you are in need of that thing right now, and it's life and death to you, buddy, there wouldn't be anybody stopping me. If my son is in a life and death situation, and I know the answers behind that door, listen, I don't care who, how big you are. You're going down if I'm going after that thing, right? There is nothing that's going to stop me if I know it's behind that door. You're starting to see shameless persistence, shameless faith. Because when the Bible says when you get to that place where you prayed and you sought and you've asked and you got this, you're climbing that ladder. You get to a place now it says, I know where it is. 
It's behind that door, and there's nothing that's going to stop me. Try to stop me. See, Satan cannot stop you. And that's where he does not want to get. He, he does not want you to start thinking this way. You see, he wants you to give up. Just ask. Oh, I can't stop you from asking because you know who he is. But I can tell you one thing. I'm on this ladder. You're not climbing this ladder. I don't want you to get the right perspective on this. Because if you start to seek him and you start to knock for it, and you know where it is behind that door, I can't stop you from getting it. I hate you. And I've come to steal, kill, and destroy. Do you think he's going to let you climb that ladder? How many people say this? I'm just too busy today. I can't read God's word. Just too busy. I just can't read it. You know, and another one, I just can't understand his word. Do you know what he's done to you? Do you know what the enemy has done to you? He has kept you right there because you need a word from him. You need a word from him. And he says, no, 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 just ask. You know, you're okay. just stay in your circumstance. Stay in your affliction. That's where I put you. I want you to stay right there. I don't want you to get his perspective. I don't want you to get Jesus' perspective. No. So he's on the ladder. How many people are going to push him off the ladder? If you know your answer's at the top of that ladder, how many people are just going, well, I'll just get it later? When it's life and death, and it's your family or someone you love, or you are tired, sick and tired, how many people know if the answer's there? How many, it doesn't matter how many people say, I'm there, okay? Let's get there. I do not want anybody to stop me. And if even my people I love are starting to say, no, they'll just, just it's okay. Maybe just... If God has called you to seek, you better seek him because he's going to teach you something about his word. There's a promise in his word, and he wants you to get it. But when you get the answer and it's behind that door, I can honestly say I've got to ask for forgiveness today. Maybe you do too. Some of you in this place have come to me and wanted me to pray and ask. And I'm not, I'm, I haven't taken to seeking and I haven't taken to knocking. And I apologize for that. Some of you are facing things that are devastating. And I will honestly say that I apologize if I have only asked Jesus and then I've quit. But I want you to do me a favor. You analyze your own life. And those times where you see something going on and you've never taken to a place of seeking him. I mean really seeking to find it. And when he's giving you that door, how many people have banged on that door? I don't care if it's midnight. I don't care if you're in bed. I don't care. I, am, I know there's three loaves of bread in that house. You got the life of bread, you got the bread of life. I'm gonna knock on this door until you open. Persistence got him everything he needed. You just think, well, God is not a God like that. I've heard this before. He he would want to give it to you right away. Do you imagine how much stronger you become as a, a as a man and woman of God if you had to, if you had to pull and desi and the desires of your heart are right there before you, and yet he wants you to climb a ladder today.